0: Welcome back everybody to the Color Podcast. We deliver campus news and provide entertainment for Honolulu Community Campus. Today we are joined by our former student Media Board Advisor, Mike Liedeman. How are you, Mike? I'm doing great.
1: I'm happy to talk to you guys. I'm retired now.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, so before you retired, you were a journalist, right? Or was that just something you were into?
1: No, uh, so I worked almost, I worked for many years. I worked for 25 years as a reporter in Honolulu, reporter, editor, copy editor, different things, all for the newspaper in Honolulu. And then I retired from that, and then I spent 10 years being a journalism teacher at HCC.
0: So what got you interested in, in journalism? Oh,
1: that goes way back,
0: I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know. I
1: my I think my dad always read the newspaper every day. In fact, he read two or three newspapers every day. He would bring them home at night. And uh, so I, I sort of learned early on to read uh, newspapers every day and enjoy them. Um, back then, uh, when I was a kid, I was a big sports fan. So I always read the sports section first and, and then I like, so I, I just sort of granted, Hey, maybe that's something I could do. Maybe I could go cover sports and write about it. And then gradually it synced into other things. I think you got to have a habit, get in the habit of reading the news and to be a good journalist.
2: So how did you become a instructor at HCC?
1: Well, when I was, when I was going, when I was working for the newspaper, um, just to do something different. I I started going back to school at Manoa and I got uh, a master's degree. I had a journalism degree from Northwestern in Chicago um, in journalism, but I then went to get a master's degree in English at um, Manoa. And I hadn't really had any plans to do anything else, but I met a couple of people there and, and I first started teaching just like one class at a time. They said, hey, you're a journalist, we have a teacher. So I taught a class at Chaminade. I taught a couple of classes at um, HBU. And I started teaching, you know, one class a semester. Just started uh, small. I think most of the people who become professors here, you start as an instructor when you maybe teach, or a lecturer where you teach one class at a time. And then when there was an opening, a full-time opening. They knew me, they knew what I could do, and uh, luckily I got hired to teach both English and journalism.
2: And then how did you become the advisor for Student Media Board?
1: Um, that was part of the position that I was hired for, so I, I had kind of a dual position. I taught a couple English classes, I taught a couple journalism classes, but um, it was always When they hired me, the idea was uh, part of your job duties will be to be the advisor to the Student Media Board. And that turned out to be, I would say I spent about half of my time, you know, like if I work 40, 50 hours a week, I would say half of that time um, was advising the Student Media Board and the other half was teaching the classes
0: in class. So what was it like back then? You know, did you guys still do the the newspaper, the printed newspaper?
1: Um, yeah, there was there was an well, there had been a break. I think they they hadn't done anything very very much. Some of the students done. some of the students when I first started were really interested in starting an HCC radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought we thought about doing that, um, but. My, since my background was in newspapers, I thought the best way I can help is um, start start the newspaper up. There had been a newspaper, and then there was it was gone for a couple of years, um, and then so okay, let's let's try and start start a new newspaper. And that was, I could use my journalism classes to get people to write for the for the paper, and then I think gradually over the years, as you guys know, most uh, most students don't read newspapers these days. They read your news online or they get it you know, on a website or, or, or podcast or something else. It's not the most favorite, favored way of getting information now. So we, we kept it going for about 10 years, but it, it became clear that we probably had to do something else that there were better ways to share information from students to students and from faculty and staff to, to students. But since I love newspapers, I love having you know the paper in my hand. Um, that was sort of what I really, really wanted to do.
0: And then, so when did you guys start up Art and Soul again? Was that a few years ago, or yeah, no, mostly.
1: I think I think there's been four or five issues now since um, I had a couple of summer. Sc- I had a I was teaching a summer school class, and there were um, three or four students in there who were really, really talented with art and music and things. Um, And I don't know, I don't remember exactly how it started, but I said, Hey, you know, if you guys want to, want to do something different, we used to have this art and soul magazine way back when um, you could uh, take this on. And so there was about four four or five students in that group that said, "Yeah, that sounds cool. And they, they really, they took it and ran with it. They really had a good, a good, good time doing it. And I, I was really proud of the art and soul magazine that the first one that came out and then it sort of kept getting better year after year. So now we're at five, four or five years into it. And now we're doing two, two issues a year still.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think it's just one for now.
1: Just one for now. Yeah. I, I guess there's, there's <laughs> everybody's got budget problems. <laughs> yeah. I, so.
2: What was your favorite uh, event that SMB hosted?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, favorite event. Well, I think one of one of the best, most successful ones was when when the first issue of the new Art and Soul came out, we had what magazines call a release party. You know, your first issue comes out or your yearly issue comes out, and it, we had the magazine printed and it was all ready to go, but we really wanted to show people um, what, what it was all about. So we, we did a promotional video. We took over to Student lounge and we had a really good party. We put up um, we passed out things of the newspapers. We had music, we had dancers, I think. Uh, and just a lot a lot of people showed up for that event. And you know it's always more fun. The more people you get when you do something, uh, it's always more fun if you get uh, a, a crowd there. So that that was one. Uh, I think there were others. I guess for the students, that, that that was one that stood out. And then we tried to do that uh, for a couple, couple years following. We didn't always successfully have a party, but um, it was good to sh- have people. Once you get that magazine in your hands and you're proud of it, people could go out and see it. And share, we wanted to share it with as many people as possible and do it in a fun way. So, and since Art and Soul is about so many different things, you know, it's about art, it's about photography, we had all of those things there. We had photo booths, we had uh, music playing from Melling, we had some of the art, we had people doing art events, live art, you could paint your paint a picture, little tiny picture and take it with you. So that one always sticks in
0: my mind. So uh, we noticed that you guys tried to start a, a podcast way back then. What, what exactly happened to that? Mm-hmm. Um, it was always just kind of an idea, I think, in
1: my head, um, or, or maybe a couple of soon, But um, we thought, again, people aren't necessarily picking up our newspaper it costs a lot of money to print a newspaper. We A big chunk of money goes to the printing. And if students weren't necessarily that interested in it and printing it, it was good for the people that were writing it, but we also wanted it to be good for the whole student body. And if the students, we thought, okay, what else can we do? We could you know, start a radio station. We could start a podcast. Um, we did start the website and then eventually... Um, we went more and more to social media. So I think right now, probably you guys have, um, Instagram is still one of the best ways to get the message to students. Right. Yeah, but, but I love that podcast, sir. You guys are doing the podcast because I always like podcasts and they they become so huge. I don't, wasn't that way originally. We thought there were just a few good podcasts, but now there's so many of them. So, so I'm glad you guys got in on it.
2: Yeah, I yeah. think we started kind of like a revolution because every other campus is trying to start a podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that's good. Yeah, and again, it's what what's the best way to get convey information? What's the best way people listen? And if podcasts are the most popular thing and Instagram are the most popular thing, um, then, then use it. They're just tools. And if the printed newspaper is, you know, kind of faded away for a lot of people, then why, why throw money after it? So, um, yeah. And I, heard, I, I have seen, I have heard other um, schools. I live on the Big Island now, and um, Hawaii Community College is uh, ramping up to start its own podcast. Who else has one? I don't know. Anybody else in the school, Manoa, or or anybody else yet? Or are they just talking about it?
2: Uh, I know Manoa has a couple. Uh, care asked us.
0: Where? Oh yeah, Han cc the care the care office. At oh Han-S3. care. Oh yeah. Oh, so other people in there. So, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, then uh, Leeward has one now. Oh yeah.
1: It's awesome. We sports. yeah, we help them out stuff. Yeah, that's great. You guys are doing doing good stuff. I like it.
0: So, what was, what was some of the, the biggest struggles with, with HCC uh, that you had as an instructor and as an advisor for SMB? Um, the, the biggest
1: struggle, I think, was getting students to be engaged in what we were trying to do. Um, you know, there's always a, f- a few students that are interested in something like student government or the Student Activities Board right? But, but I'm, I was always surprised that more students didn't want to join things like the newspaper and, and things. So it was always with the newspaper, I don't think we ever had more than four or five people at the most who were really into it in any semester or any year. And uh, for me, it would have been a lot more fun and enjoyable if we hadn't we had 20 people hanging around the office or 15 people hanging around the office and everybody wanting to do stories um that's sort of the way it is or at least it was in a lot of other um, school newsrooms you know up in manoa it used to be you know 100 people uh, that were interested in and that's what gives it it's fun and it's excitement i think when everybody's working together and sharing so um, and so that was the struggle for me, I think getting people to, and I, I get it. I get students got not necessarily what they want to do in life or they certainly you guys go all got certain other things, you know, you got jobs, family studies and things. But I always thought, I always tried to argue that you'll be a bit, you'll have more success at school. And later on, if you get involved in something else like student government or, student activities or student media. So.
0: I think so because being in, being involved in, in any school curriculum is uh, keeps you grounded in, in school and it keeps you focused on on right. not just yeah you know, what you gotta do but your classes as well. It helps you get more involved and f- follow what you're doing in, in classes in school.
1: Yeah, def- definitely. I mean there's studies that show that. I mean Like say, I get it that people want to come to class now. Maybe you don't even have to come to campus very often, um, and you have other things to do. You got jobs to go to, maybe kids to take care of, whatever, right? But the study, a lot of the studies show that if people get more involved with something that they're interested in, then they're much more likely to not drop out uh, and to graduate. And I get like. HCC is a commuter school a little bit. People got to go come and ru- stop and run. But anyway, that was a kind of one of my frustrations with trying to get people to, to see how how it would help them to do some extra work. And we had a lot of I, we had some pretty good incentives. You know, we um, we paid people stipends a little bit. We paid people to write not a lot of money, but things. But we also were able to take some trips Back in the day, I don't think we can do do that right now again, but I, I took students to Chicago, Louisville, New York, a couple other places for these big student journalism conferences. And there we'd be like sometimes like a thousand students from all over the country uh, staying in, in a hotel for the weekend and just doing all kinds of learning things and, that was always fun. Those those are high energy things. So, the students who did get involved got rewarded for for staying around and putting in some extra effort.
2: I know, last time you guys went to DC, yeah?
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Washington. We went to Washington. So the the student uh, American Collegiate Press, I think ACP, is the one of the groups that puts it on. And um, of course, they're they're not do- they're doing it all remotely this year too. Um, so. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're lucky to have some funding that we could use to, to do that. And um, the students got something new and exciting, but they also got to learn more about how, how journalism works in other places. Got to meet students from all the other newspapers and magazines um, and talk to them, which was exciting.
2: No, I wish I joined when I first started here. <laughs> yeah, and, you <laughs> might
1: have been there in Washington with us like. yeah.
2: <laughs> were you a part of any student organizations when you were in school
1: Um, no to tell you the truth um, when I went to school at Northwestern they had a very good student newspaper um, and the people who worked on that student newspaper um, almost it, it, almost entirely successful jobs when they graduated and, they, and um, I'm not really sure why I didn't get involved at the time I was taking journalism classes but um, I was also having a lot of fun in school too uh, I did a, I, the one group I was something called the Outdoor Club outing club and we used to go camping and hiking on weekends and driving all over the Midwest so I didn't uh, I didn't really get into the newspaper. And I'm sorry I didn't, but it worked out okay.
0: So what was, so you're, now that you're retired, you're going back to school, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So I, what's, what's the story with that one? I love taking classes. I love
1: learning stuff. I, 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 I it, it's really keeps my mind fresh. Um, and, and then, you know, of course, I'm not doing it uh, Get a new skill or a new um, a new job anywhere. It's not like I'm I'm looking for a degree. So I'm I'm taking all kinds of classes. In the last year, I took last semester, I took um, geography of Hawaii, which was a really great class. That was from HCC, um, the other HCC, Hawaii Community College. I took something about uh, the sacred places of the Big Island. Um, this semester, I'm taking. Um, geology from Honolulu Community College. I'm taking Art 101 with Marty Naku. Um, And I'm studying, I've been studying for a long time. I've been trying to learn Spanish because I want to go, once I go traveling again, I would like to maybe live in Spain or Mexico for three months or six months and would like to be able to speak a little better. Um, So I just and then I, I take, I'm also taking a lot of um, class senior citizen classes that are more just like a Zoom for a month at a time. So I'm taking one in Pacific Island Art and another one in uh, I'm reading a, a book. We're reading together. We're reading a, a Dickens book, Bleak House. Anyway, it, it just keeps me busy. And like uh, I say, I've always thought that um, I just like learning learning new things. Um, this is, you know, for me, this is liberal arts, what liberal arts is really about. I know, you know, everybody wants to, like HCC is trying to get a skill and get a better job and things, right? But part of the old tradition of just going to, uni- to a university or a college in, in liberal arts just meant you were going to learn all kinds of stuff you know, that maybe wouldn't help you get a job, but, you know, you could read 18th century literature. You could take a music appreciation class. You could take an art class. Um, and I, I, I feel like not enough students today appreciate that. And I get it. I get why you have to spend your time and your money, um, not, um, uh, Thing, following that, what a career path, right? That or the, what does Star call it? Your path to graduation. Um, so they they don't encourage you to take waste time. That waste time, but I would say it's not wasted. I would say all those things make you a better person when you when you get as you get older. It's good to know philosophy and history um, and things. So I don't think those should be
0: ignored. Yeah, I've always thought of liberal arts as uh, kind of like the first couple of years of high school where you just go and explore as many classes and and different uh, activities and that you might want to get into because...
1: Yeah, I think it would, it would expose yeah. you to new... Say, oh, well, maybe if I worked for the newspaper, maybe I'd find out I really wanted to be a journalist, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I would mm-hmm. stop being whatever other path I was on and start over. And, and a lot of people people do that. Um, I think now, like at the university level, um, a lot of people, if you're in into that kind of professional side, um, they're gonna need a master's degree at some point. And so you might as well take a bunch of different things and your undergraduate things, you know, whatever you take your major, whatever, but try and try as many different things as possible on the side because, okay, you can still go and get that job with a master's degree or your major. But I think it'd be good to have other people taking the – just just to do all those things, like I say, make you a better person.
2: Well, we are taking ethics right now, and it's kind of interesting seeing how people's morality are in that class.
1: So what is, is that a philosophy class or what? what, what – uh, kinda. Where is it? In what department? Uh,
0: ethics. I I think it's more under like like business ethics and uh, morality uh, uh, uh. issues. Yeah, I was it's, always it's really interesting. Yeah, I was
1: yeah. I was always really interested in uh, journalism ethics. I think it's a, it's a really big subject. How what you have to do to behave, and for me, it was always about being trusted. How could you? How could you be trusted as a writer or a reporter? And what could you do to uh, keep that trust from people? So there's a whole load of kind of ethical questions and, and you have to face it every day as a writer, as a reporter, as an editor, a photographer. Um, I think, I really think ethics comes into it at least in that job every single day. Um, so I was, I was always trying to teach things. Um, I had a whole class once called Journalism Ethics Goes to the Movies. And it was all, we, we would show a, a different journalism movie every week and it would always have some ethical question. Should the reporter do this? Or should he or she be uh, banned or disciplined for something they did wrong? And it's especially important now when there's this idea of fake news out there, right? right. People just say the news is fake and and, and so many people believe it. And I, I, I don't see where that comes from. I don't think that the mainstream news is fake at all. I think they try very hard to be honest and trustworthy. And it's it's sad to me that so many people accept this idea. Oh, the news is just fake. Why, you know, you know we didn't land on the moon. They made that up or, you know, the, the plane never crashed into the Pentagon on nine 11. It's just like crazy stuff, but there, and, and the ethics goes into social media. Facebook has ethical questions every day. Should we let this person say this or should we take it down? Well, who's our responsibility to, is it to let that person have free speech, or is it to make sure that people that guy's just not talking crap? Um, you know, and every all kinds of things. You know, should uh, should it be okay to doctor a picture, to Photoshop a picture? Um, I was taught that you would never do that. You would not is not in news, not in the journalism world. You would not you would never change the picture you change the colors of the picture i think the idea was to be as real as and close to the truth as as possible and uh, there was always all kinds of things like that and and so ethics i love it talking about ethics
0: mm-hmm. you, can, you can tell <laughs> <laughs> so is ethics like your uh your like favorite class or favorite subject to to learning right
1: no, I wouldn't say I, I just thought it was an important part of teaching the journalism classes. I did like I, I do. I'm a big movie. fan so I did like the idea of using movies to teach about ethics. So I think that was one of my favorite classes because I got to see great movies. There's there's 100 movies in over the years that have more than a 100 that have been made about journalism. And some of them are just excellent, just as movies. Right. Never mind journalism, never mind the ethics of all. There's some really good movies out there. But if you can go to the movie theater and see a movie and learn something about something new or get some see what some ethical question gets resolved, then I think that's a great thing, too. Do you have a movie
0: recommendation?
1: In general or in (laughs) journalism?
0: I guess guess in journalism. Yeah.
1: But, uh, well, the best, I'll just tell you the best movie. Since I'm retired, I get to watch some movies on Amazon Prime. And the best movie I saw in the, just recently was called One Night in Miami. I think it's on Amazon Prime. And it's uh, just one night in the life of four very famous uh, black men. Cassius Clay, who was became Muhammad Ali, it was the night he won the championship for the first time. He meets up with the famous um, Black Muslim leader, Malcolm X, and then Jim Brown, who is one of the best football players of all time, is there. And then Sam Cook, who is a rhythm and blues singer, who' was very famous at the time. And they all just spend one night talking pretty much in a hotel room after the fight. And it doesn't it, I know it doesn't sound like a great action picture or a superhero <laughs> picture but it's really quite thoughtful about uh, Black history and culture. So that's one. Um, I think one of the best uh, journalism movies in recent years was called Spotlight. Uh, It was about the Boston Globe investigation of uh, pedophile priests in the Boston area and how they went about discovering that there were hundreds of priests throughout the area who had been disciplined at some point for having kind of improper affairs with, with children. So that won the uh, Oscar for best picture, maybe about three years or three or four years ago. Um, if anybody wanted to watch a really good journalism movie, that's, uh, that's a good one. And there's all kinds of other um, ones. If you go back in. History, my, one of my favorites is called uh, My Gal Friday. And that's a, a classic, an old 50s, 40s classic, I guess, of journalism from the old days.
0: So I could go on. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite subject in, in school has always been history, learning about uh, with, uh, the particular time period would be like in the ancient uh Era with like the Romans and the the Greeks. That's always been my my favorite subject. It's just learning about learning about their struggles and how they how they fought and everything. And uh, their architecture too was was such was surreal. I mean, it was like how did they were able to build a bunch of like the pyramid and and the great uh, aqueducts of Rome is mind bending.
1: Yeah, I think movies are a great learning thing I, I the the number one thing i want when i go to see a movie is to see something that i never thought about or experienced before right i don't i don't like i don't particularly like action films or horror films uh, unless they're really well done but when i when i just go out of i just get kind of hit upside the head like oh wow i never thought of that before or i never uh, and um uh, fictional movies can actually tell the story better than a history book, right? Uh, so movies and history kind of go together too, I think. I think there used to be, I don't know if he still does. There was, I think there's a professor, Pat Patterson at HCC, who was using movies for, for one of his classes, teaching history through movies
0: for a while. Yeah, and then now movies are, uh, well, at least a lot of movie directors are trying to make everything is realistic as as possible and as historically accurate as possible. So we can learn so much from, from just watching any movie, whether it's just the history or the science or the person that they're portraying.
1: Are you talking about documentaries or feature films?
0: Uh, I mean, most most movies in, in general. Like one of the, the best scientific movies that I've probably watched was *The Martian*, because it featured a lot of realistic things that could happen. Um, but the story of it was was done fantastically too. And to me, it's just that movies. A lot of people just see movies as a, like non scientific, all fiction. You know, none of it could be true. So,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. The Martian was a good example where you saw all the things he had to do to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Get the garden going and all the problems and things. And that's realistic. So, I like that again. I like there's something new, but you're learning something at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What else you want to know? <laughs> yeah. You guys doing okay? Is HCC feel, it must feel a little strange with. Not to being able to go to campus, I I miss I miss being on campus and seeing everybody. But I think if I was still there, I would it would be the same. I wouldn't be on campus and seeing you guys very much. So it it feels strange, and I hope I hope everybody's still learning and having new experiences as best you can while all this continues.
2: Well, We're in the office right now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I can show you. Kind of decorated. There
1: you go. There's the art and soul from our first issue. Um, A poster.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Very good. Yeah. What was the transition like for you being an instructor at a college and then going back and taking classes again?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes I was taking a, a class last semester and it was a really good class. It was an online class from a professor in Hawaii Community College, and he had so many interesting ways of teaching online that I never thought of. You know, I was learning, and I kept thinking, "Boy, I wish I had thought of that when I was when I was teaching a class." Because he made the class, he did a lot of things to make the class really interesting. Um, So I'm, I'm still, like, say, I'm learning, and uh, yeah, my Spanish class. That's the only one I take online. Synchronously, I think right now, uh, mm-hmm. where I, we, we meet every every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and uh, and, and even that's the, the teachers got some really interesting ways. I've been trying to learn Spanish for years and years without too much success, but the teachers got some really interesting ways of. And we play some games. We we do some blackboard exercises. Move things around. We we have breakout three or four breakout groups. Uh, things so all kinds of different ways of learning and I really feel like I'm Finally making a little a little skosh of progress uh, On on spanish Which I wasn't doing when I was doing it on my own. I think you need some guidance right, I was taking right. Duolingo and Another one online, but you can learn on your own But it, it helps to have just at least some structure to have somebody steer you in the right direction I love I love doing it. So I I, I still like I say I like teaching teaching. Um, I don't if I ever get a chance maybe to teach a class sometime I might I might still do it. I kind of miss it, but I missed uh, being in front of the classes. I was teaching most of my classes online for the last few years anyway. Before the pandemic hit, people seem to to like taking classes online, so you, you don't have to drive to school and all the other things. But personally, I miss seeing people face to face, like being in the office there with you guys or having going once, twice a week to go in the classroom and see 15 or 20 people show up and get to interact with them. It's an important part of teaching to really be interested in people and and all their their different ways of learning and their different interests and things. I even like the guys that sit in the back of the class with their eyes closed and their headphones (laughs) on and don't seem to be paying any attention. I'm good with that too.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, face-to-face is uh, an important aspect of, of any teaching. Um, and with, with online learning, you know, I'm, I'm, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of it, uh, mostly because I like, I love interaction. I like interacting with other people, but I think it's it's still a great way to deliver as much, any any form of information and, and learning into to anybody. Uh, and it's a great way to access someone's knowledge, uh, in that sense. Yeah,
1: there's a, a, a lot. Of, I'm I'm impressed with how well a lot of the teachers have adapted to uh, teaching online. People that hadn't taught online before the pandemic and and things, and or, or you know in years past. And I do think there's it's a it's a very good way for to learn for for most people or for some people. Right, some people can learn online, some people can't. I know before years, I tried many online classes, you know, like free classes on Coursera or something, and I almost never finished. It, it, it's without the discipline of saying, "Okay, you got to be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday," uh, or "Got to do the homework," you know, this week, every week. Uh, for me, I didn't. I guess I didn't have enough self-discipline to ever, ever finish those classes. Um, now, now I'm better because have more time and that's what, what I like to do.
2: See, I'm the opposite. I'm fine with online classes. No, in-person classes is not bad.
1: Yeah. Well, as a teacher, you just have to learn to, you have to teach differently. You have to do different things to keep people interested and um, make sure things. And, and I think, um, and I really like, I like the students in my classes, the ones that are synchronous. and um, I like seeing them and I don't know what they think of, you know, they're all like sophomores in Manoa and I don't know what they think about having this 67 year old guy in their class in their breakout rooms. Uh, but, but they've all been very nice to me, I think, and, and kind when I don't know the right word or what to say, or how to fill out the homework or, or how to use some of the, the games and tools and, that we use, have to use in class. They're all very helpful to me. So I I appreciate that. And I I just started doing a little bit of writing again. I've been doing, I'm helping. There's a charter school in Volcano where I live. And I've been writing one or two stories a month for them, for their newsletters and for the local newspaper over in our area. So I hadn't done any writing for a while.
0: Have you ever. Uh, sort of writing another book? Um, You know, I
1: I just can't. Uh, I think, (laughs) and and here I can explain why. At least this is my excuse, right? Mm -hmm. When you're a a newspaper writer, you you write a story every day. And maybe sometimes two, maybe three stories a day once in a while, right? Um, And you have a very short window and a deadline. You come to work at nine o'clock, and you're supposed to gather all the information, do everything, and write the story by 5 o'clock and go home, right? And right. if they gave me three weeks to write a story, I would probably screw off for the first two weeks and maybe work the last three days really hard, right? Because I, it's just it's that I, you're training. So now that I have unlimited time where I could you – yeah. Know, I could write a book in the next year if I wanted to, or I, I do want to, but I just can't get started. I don't know what, uh, if you gave me a deadline and said, oh, I'll pay you you know, so much money. If you get this book in six months, I could probably do it. But other than that, and the other thing about writing a book um, is that I was a journalist, so I was always trained to just tell facts that I gathered, just kept gathering information. All, all you do all day is talk to people, go to events, do whatever it is, you're, you're gathering information. And then you're just taking that information and reworking it for so that other people will know. So like, I can't write a novel. I have no ability to make stuff up. I, I, I can't tell a story. I If you ask me, okay, well, what happens next? if it hadn't already happened, like in the past, like in journalism, I can't, I can't imagine what to say next. So, so I don't think I'm going to write a a book, a new book anytime soon. And the only book I ever really published was a collection of my stories from my columns, from the newspaper, which were all written on deadline, you know, the same way,
0: had to write one once a week. Sorry, you've never thought of writing like a, a biography book because I think that's something that everyone you know should try to strive to do. Yeah, I, I, I I'm interested, but
1: I don't know if I if I could do it. I wrote a book once for a uh, ghost wrote a book once for uh, an architect. She wanted to tell a story about all the buildings she had built, and I would go interview her every every week and she would tell me her stories and I would write them down and make them a little interesting, but that's not really writing. A, that was, that was still just telling her story right in her words. And I, I would really like to be able to write. Cause one thing I really liked about journalism was like for when you were writing, when you got to that point and it's like, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. I got two hours to write this story. I'd be completely lost. I, everything else. I don't, everything else would fade away and I'd just be lost in the computer. And I never get that feeling anymore of, you know, being focused on everything. If I'm, if I'm home, it's, you know how it is. There's always a million things like I'm reading the book or I'm, wa- I'm watching the class, but over there, the cats are playing and, Oh, maybe I should go check on the garden while I'm doing this. And then, or, or oh, I know I'll make a cup of coffee again. You know, there's, I'm never. I'm always kind of distracted, a little bit. So, I'm always looking for something to do, which is not what you're supposed to do when you're, which which you do when you're writing, get really lost in in your own thoughts. So I do miss that part of it.
0: Well, if you if you ever write a book, uh, I'll buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, um, I should do a tell-all about all the crazy people at HCC, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for, for joining us. You're always invited.
1: Every time I come back, I'm, I'm always, I'm over here. I've been over here for four days in Honolulu. And every time I come back, I say, I'm going to come visit. But I got so much other stuff to do when I'm, when I'm here um, with my house and um, seeing old friends and stuff. So I didn't make it again this time. Sorry to think, but but please say hello to everybody. I had a great time at HCC for 10 years, and I'm really proud of what you guys have done with getting the art and soul out, getting the podcast started, all the other stuff you're doing Instagram. But maybe you want to start a newspaper again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. You've got the website, Mm -hmm. too. That's all, all you need. Whatever gets the the word out to people, and I think podcasts are certainly one of the good things to do. Yeah,
0: can okay, uh, We're gonna let you go. I know your 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 few days here at Honolulu, so you can enjoy yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm
1: doing I'm I'm doing a lot of packing because uh, try, I'm trying. I'm going to rent out an apartment over here, and so I got to clear out some stuff, and, and more work than more work than fun, but. I got to see you guys and talk about this. Got to see some friends, so, <laughs> season, friend, so. Uh, maybe I'll try and come and visit. Uh, all right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks. See you guys. Okay. Thanks, Chris and Alan. You have a good day.
0: Yeah. Just a couple of reminders for returning students and new students. Whenever you come to campus, make sure you use the Loom site up. Make sure to wear a mask and make appointment in Star Balance if you're seeing counselors and other staff members. For more information. On campus updates and services, visit honolulu.hawaii.edu forward slash COVID-19 services.
2: And guys, if you're interested in making a difference for Honolulu CC, consider becoming a student leader, just like all of us. Email S O D at hawaii.edu on how to apply. We really encourage and appreciate your input as active students of the Honolulu campus community. And lastly, submissions for Art and Soul are open have your artwork featured in our art and soul website and a chance to have it featured in our upcoming art magazine anything is accepted drawings paintings digital art photos poems song lyrics woodworking you name it all the deadline is february 27th and you can submit it at tinyurl.com htc art and soul
0: thank you guys again for listening to the color podcast You guys can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Anchor. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with special ones coming out from time to time. Visit the for campus news and events. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HCC Kala News for more updates and news events. Feel free to follow HCC SLD as well to stay in the loop for giveaways and other events that are happening on campus. You guys can follow them at ConCC underscore SLD. Thank you guys for watching. Goodbye.
2: Wait, I have a question. So we found this iPad. Is this your iPad in the office?
0: Let me see. No.